monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast after only two weeks, I think, this time. Yeah. Not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> We're trying. I am the creature Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Uh, and the reason we're trying is, of course, due to Son of Creature, who's a real dick. He's not sleeping super good. Because he's a real dick. When I said that already. You gotta be nicer about him. Uh, I don't have to do anything, and you don't get to tell me what to do. Okay. Okay? Alright? Do you understand what I'm saying to me? Do, you, do what I'm saying to me? Do you understand that? Yes. So we are recording this in the evening... Uh, and hopefully, uh, Son of Creature will not awaken. Yes? Right. Yes, to quote Andrew Lloyd Webber, it is a consummation devoutly to be wished. And so, uh, whilst we await his inevitable screaming, <laughs> we shall discuss the film, and it was your pick, Nicole. And, and I you chose, chose Children of the Corn. You chose the 1984 adaptation of Stephen King's short story, Children of the Corn, directed by Fritz Kirsch. With Starring Linda Peter Hamilton. And Linda Hamilton, that's From exactly right. Terminator. Yes, she was also in Terminator. She's that's, such a badass in Terminator. She's very good in Terminator, you're correct. Uh, so, uh, let us listen now to the trailer for the 1984 Children of the Corn. Every child is afraid of the dark, the unknown, the nightmare. In Gatlin, Nebraska, that nightmare is in the corn. <laughs> Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Praise God! Praise the Lord! Stephen King, the author of Carrie, The Shining, The Dead Zone, and Christine, an adult nightmare. Children of the Corn. I'm here, Lord! I'm ready! Stephen King's Children of the Corn, an adult nightmare. Oh, those children running around in the corn. They're scary little kids. He who walks behind the rows. Nicole, have you ever read the story? No, have you? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a short mm-hmm. story? It is a short story. Which book is it in? It's collected in Night Shift. Night Shift. Yes. So, uh, I haven't read it since I was in high school, but I remember thinking it was very good. And I remember I read it because we had watched the movie as well when I was in high school. We did watch it in high school. That was... Many moons ago. Over ten years ago now. Which is many moons. It's two ways of saying the same thing. We're old. We aren't. We're pretty old. Uh, I don't know if that's true. You look uh, like you're 40. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> love. You're a real... You're a doll. Well, uh, as my uh, ever-so-kind wife puts it, I look 40. So, anyway, we watched it again. I didn't remember anything about this movie. Summary. Summary of the movie. Okay. Uh, Two people in the car. Car, uh, (laughs) they run over a kid. You say car funny. 
Do you want the summary or do you want to just sit here and be a twat? Can you say car again? Car. <laughs> a couple of folk in the car. We got Peter Horton. You got Linda Hamilton. They're driving to go to Seattle. They hit a kid. Turns out the kid didn't die when they hit the car. The kid had died earlier. Uh, and in investigating the town while looking for a phone, they discover that there are no adults and that there are a bunch of children who live in the town and they are led by Isaac and also by, um, what was the other guy's Malachi. name? Malachi. Malachi, right. So it's sort of like a religious cult. It's exactly like a religious cult, yeah. They worship <laughs> he who walks behind the rose. Isaac is a short, creepy little kid who reads the Bible. He's my favorite. And Malachi is a ginger, goofy-looking motherfucker with long hair who cannot act. I disagree completely. Ugh. I didn't like Isaac. I liked Malachi. Isaac was actually frightening and, and like no. committed. Malachi, Malachi was just this was like... the killer. He's Mal- terrifying. Oh, Malachi just walked around going, Outlander! Okay. We have your woman, Outlander! He's not goofy looking. He's terrifying He's looking. He's really not scary. And... You know what? Are you scared of Nelson from The Simpsons? Because he kind of <laughs> looks like a scrawnier version of that. He looks nothing like Nelson. <laughs> anyway, Nelson's terrifying too. He's a bully. <laughs> You're right. Bullying cool. should be stopped. Anyway, based on what You're I remember right. from the high, the movie in high school, I don't remember Isaac. I remember Malachi being the bad guy. He's the scary yeah, one. And he really isn't in this movie. He's just like this. Isaac's this weird dummy. little little man who he looks like a little old man and he talks funny i liked him he's not scary so i liked isaac i didn't like malachi and if so basically let me put it this way this movie to me is malachi it's not very good it's not very good it's uh in fact it, it goes there's moments of it that aren't bad the isaac moments uh i will say however that i have never wished for a protagonist to die so bad Bert is the the character played by Peter Horton is the biggest fucking douchebag I have ever seen. He's a fucking asshole. You see, guys, Joey's a feminist. He's now, a chauvinist pig and asshole. He hates men who piece treat of women shit. Poorly. He also treats everyone poorly. He's just a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I don't even want to talk about this movie. I hated that guy so much. I was so fucking glad when the movie ended, but I was sad because he didn't die. I liked the two little cute kids who were like. We want to listen to our records yeah, I like them too. and draw Did you notice pictures. how fucking Peter Horton yelled at them for no reason too? What an asshole. Yes. But you keep talking over top of me. If you keep doing that, I'm going to yell at you too. Hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I didn't like the end of this movie. I liked that it was a religious cult following Isaac. I didn't like that it actually had supernatural roots. Yeah, he who walks behind the rose is just some bad 80s lights that like... Somebody colored onto the film after they shot the movie. I I, I preferred it to be more psychological. Yeah. And the way they defeat him is laugh out loud stupid. Like the psychology of cults and stuff is terrifying, but that it actually was supernatural. I didn't like. Oh yeah, like doing uh, crucifying people on the corn and all that. That was great. And then as soon as when he walks behind the roses, just a scary light monster who like possesses Isaac and goes. <gasps> I am Malachi. <laughs> and Malachi's like, Outlander! And Horton's just like, fuck everyone except for me, especially women and children. I'm the best! <laughs> and Linda Hamilton, who is great, is just like, oh, I'm so frightened and, and timid and fucked up in the head. Fuck this. Anyway. Oh, you, you, I totally got lost in your performance there. Thank you. I was better I was than the guy say. who played Malachi. Oh, in the um, short story, was it actually supernatural? I don't remember. I read it in high school. Oh. I just remember it being much shorter. Than the movie. 
No, I mean like it's a very short story. Oh. Yeah, and I don't. And I'm pretty sure that there's no. If I remember correctly, there's no like outright uh, resolution to the story. Either. You know, I actually have a real life experience that relates to this movie. Nicole, I have real life experiences too. Does it relate to this movie? Oh no, no! I just thought we were saying oh, things that we no, had. I have a story to tell. Oh, good. I went to um, a corn maze in Lacombe and you put in, in high hair. school. No, that was a different time. That was when I, I put corn in my, ha- in my hair when I had a funeral for my hammock. Right, Hammy, right. Yes. the hammock. Yes. Then we put corn in our hair. Anyway, this one, we went to a corn maze in Lacombe, and we were doing the maze, and then we got chased by girl guides, and you're not supposed to touch the corn, <laughs> and they were they picked, they like unplanted the corn stalks and chased us with corn stalks, and then we picked up corn and we threw it back at them, so we had a big corn fight with girl guides. <laughs> Really, it's like this I movie. never heard this story before. Wait, how old were you when you were in the corn maze in Lacombe? Like grade 11. So you were a teenager. You were like 16. <laughs> yep. And you went to a corn maze in Lacombe. With Kaylee and Becca and Sarah. And, yeah, good. Why don't you mention some more people whom the audience doesn't know? That's really good. That's really helpful, yeah. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. I, I was I talking to Lester yesterday. You know Lester, who's you, his lazy eye. <laughs> Lying. <laughs> Did you know Patrick has a hook for a hand now? No, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying caught in a Shut up. I'm trying to jog your memory of when I went. Well, who gives a fuck if I remember who you went with? You said you don't remember me doing this. I I'm just, just saying, I'm just trying to paint a picture here. So you went to a corn maze when you were 16. Yes. With friends, and which also, is sufficient. They they have a sandbox that doesn't have sand on it. It has corn okay, in it. Okay, okay, hang on. Becca, hang on. Becca put corn down my underwear. Right, hang on. One thing at a time. <laughs> So you went to a corn maze when you were 16. Yes. So you were a teenager at a corn maze, first off, and first and foremost. It was in Lacombe, fine, that's not important. Whilst there, somehow you aroused the ire of a vicious gang of girl guides. Yes. And what age group are we talking about here with girl guides? Like nine. Some nine-year-old girls? There was lots of them. So there was a, a, a vicious gang of girl guides who... Uprooted stalks of corn. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't do that. They're not you. allowed to do that. Right. My okay. So then the children chased you. Yep. Okay. And then they even got the upper hand. They got on the bridge. They got the upper hand. Wait. So there's a bridge in this corn maze. Yep. Okay. So we were below them. They were pelting us with corn. They had the high ground. They had the high ground. They, they were pelting you with corn. Stalks. Just the stalks, not the corn. Well. It, it wasn't really corn season. It was all brown. <laughs> so wait, you were in a corn maze out, but not in corn season. <laughs> so you were just in like a dead field. Pretty much. So they couldn't really pick corn to throw at us, so they just throwed the whole stock. So you're saying that the reason they didn't throw corn at you was only because it was out of season, not because they had any sort of restraint. <laughs> nope. If they had been able to, they um, probably would have thrown corn at us. Did you in any way provoke this girl, these girl guides? I actually don't remember. I don't think of so. Not. You think so? Just like they all just snapped at that moment. They all just said, hey. They thought it'd be fun to chase these other girls. I mean, normally they would chase each other. Yeah, I don't know how we got involved. Yeah, so I'm. That's why I question whether or not you're as innocent as you're as you're pretending. But I really think it came out of nowhere. All right, but let's move on to the next part where you were in a what you call a sandbox, but it was full, but filled with no corn, sand in it. like dried corn. Well, I put kernels. it to you, Nicole, that that is not a sandbox; that is a corn box. Yeah, but it looked like a sandbox. 
No one would know what I'm saying when I just say corn you box. You can just say a big box filled with corn. No, because then you picture, like, I picture a cardboard box full of corn. It wasn't like right, that. It so was, like, in the ground. a big wooden box in the ground filled with corn kernels. Yeah, like a sandbox. And you could say, similar to a sandbox, but describing it as a sandbox filled with corn, I think, paints an inaccurate picture. And you, as a broadcast journalist, owe it to the audience to be as clear as possible. And anyway, Becca took handfuls of corn and shoved and them down my underwear. So, and I found them in my bum. I, I don't know what to make of this story. I, I, I mean, you were chased by girl guides in your teens. <laughs> you were pelted with corn stalks. And then I guess eventually they got tired of the little game and scurried off. And you went to, to uh, convalesce in the corn box. Wherein your, your friend put corn kernels in your pants and you found them in your bum. Is that what you're telling me? Yep. Okay, now I would take you back a couple of minutes ago when you said you had an anecdote that was related to children with <laughs> corn. Yeah, the girl guides are little kids who are evil in corn mazes. In corn okay, I, I kind of see that connection, but what does the corn in your bum have to do with anything? I just was I just was remembering. Oh, you were just like at Anyway, <laughs> I do have a part two. I've been to this oh, corn maze twice in my life. Was it no, the second time was it after the aforementioned girl yes. incident? So, so you returned to the scene of the crime. I did. Years later. How many years? Like maybe a year. Who'd you go with this time? My grandparents. They live in Basha, which is close to Lacombe. I went to visit them. Oh, is this them. one the one with the, the, the bumblebee attacked your grandma? Let me tell. I'm painting a picture. Yeah. Anyway, I went with my aunt out to my grandparents, and they wanted to take me to do something that I've never done before. They were all excited to take me to, and then they wanted it to be a surprise, and it was the Lacombe corn maze again. This time it was in season, so it was prettier. The corn was ripe. So it was actually a corn maze, not a yeah. dead field. Anyway, it was so were funny. Were there girl there? No, there were no girl guides this time, but my grandpa, when we were doing the maze, they have like signs that tell you kind of which way to go so you don't actually get lost. There was a sign that showed you going sort of to the right, but the, the corn maze was straight or to the left. And my grandpa got all frustrated because the sign was sort of slightly pointing to the right and didn't know which way to go. And he stood there for a while, like, trying to figure out which way to go. I mean, it would seem to me that if it's pointing slightly to the right and your options are straight or left, I would go straight. Yeah, that seems kind of obvious, right? Your so, grandpa must be stupid. He's not. He's a firefighter and he's a brave man. He's braver than you'll ever be. I'm not saying he's not brave. Anyway, it was really funny because my grandpa just was got frustrated. He's like, this is stupid. And then the whole way, the time we were in the coin maze, he kept saying that this was stupid. Then we had a picnic and then um, a little, little like bee came buzzing by us. And grandma started freaking out. My grandpa's like, Arlene, calm down. It's just a bee. Oh, and she went, oh, a bumblebee. I love bumblebees. Because, like, a bee is so much better than a wasp, right? You know, your grandpa's opinion of that corn maze has something in common with your story. It's stupid. It's stupid. This, I mean, the first story, I almost understand why you shared it with us. This follow-up story, I am truly at a loss. I'm just saying I've been to this corn maze twice. Right, but then you added in all this stuff about your grandpa being frustrated <laughs> and your grandma not liking bees. But they're, they're funny stories. They're funny if they if you know your grandparents like I do. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's not a, bad, a good story for me. I've heard it many times. I just don't know that you should have wasted our audience's time quite as much as you did. I mean, I'm glad that you did because I didn't make a game this week. Yes, yeah, so it's story time with Nicole. I apologize to the listeners, though. 
Uh, next week, uh, or next time, I promise that I won't let Nicole take up the whole episode with <laughs> stories of her adventures in Lacombe. They're good stories. Oh, yeah. They're I fun. agree, Nicole. I totally agree. And I think you should adapt them for the stage. Oh, really? Yeah. Thanks. I think it would be a fine play. Tis a consummation devoutly to be wished, to quote Andrew Lloyd Webber. Well, uh, I think that's going <laughs> to Unless you have any more stories about adventures. Did it really take up our whole time with oh, this story? Oh, you took up quite a bit of it, yeah. Because I, I don't have anything else other than to say I didn't like this movie very much. It's worse than I remember. Out I don't remember 10. it being that good. Uh, five. Maybe four. Four or five. Uh, yeah, four. I give it a... Eh. That yeah. guy's an asshole. <laughs> well, uh, next week is my pick. And yeah. I, I keep saying next week, next time, because I can almost guarantee this won't come out by next week since you're going away. Yeah. With Oh my God, you're going out. Maybe you'll go to another place and have some fun stories to tell <laughs> about your adventures with family and friends whom no one has met. I'm just saying, I've probably been to a corn maze more than people, other people. What if they were corn farmers? Did you ever think of that? Who's a corn farmer? Some of our audience. You don't no know. one is a corn farmer. You don't farmer know. That I Have know. you met our entire audience? Yes. I don't think that's true. I know for a fact that isn't true. But all of one person that listens to this. Yeah, and you haven't met him. My sister listens to it. Oh well, then I'm she sure would she know. really enjoyed these stories. She would like stories. my stories. Yes, she's heard them. But anyway, uh, it's my pick next week, and I chose a 1986 British horror film directed by Ken Russell, starring Gabriel Byrne, called Gothic. Uh, and it is a fictionalized tale based on the Shelley's visit with Lord Byron uh, concerning the famous challenge to write a horror story, which ultimately led to Mary Shelley writing Frankenstein. So it's like a fictionalized version of the of the, the time they all decided to make up horror stories. Cool. And it's got uh, Gabriel Byrne and Julian Sands, the warlock, and Natasha Richardson, Miriam Sear, Timothy Spall, and it features a soundtrack by none other than Thomas Dolby. And you know what he's famous for? What? He blinded me with science. I know that song. So does Thomas Old because he wrote it. So until that time when we watch it, uh, you can watch it. It's on Netflix apparently. I chose it because it has the the painting by Henry Fuseli, The Nightmare, on the front cover. And I've always liked that painting. Have you ever seen that one, Nicole? That weird goblin thing sitting on the person's chest while they're asleep. Oh, I've never seen it, but Brandon told me about it because it. we both get sleep paralysis. Yeah, it's called The Nightmare. It's a great painting. Very cool. I'm a big fan. Big fan of The Nightmare. I'm excited to watch this movie with you. Yes, we shall watch it together. Tis a consummation devoutly to be wished to quote Andrew Lloyd Webber. Until, <laughs> that, until next week, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. And y'all, stay scary. Or, more likely, after listening to the corn stories, y'all stay sleepy now. Odd. Night-night. Kissy-kissy. <laughs> night-night. It should be a new catchphrase. Night-night. <laughs> Sleep tight. Don't let the bug beds bite. The bug beds. Bug beds. You mean bed bugs? Oh, so I messed up a word. Oh, I'm so stupid. How but yeah, that's could exactly right. this woman ever decide to wed this man?